Okay, go ahead. Okay, so when he's talking about heavenly wisdom and then earthly wisdom, uh, a lot of times people, they want to say, well, okay, yeah, there's, there's biblical wisdom and then there's sinful wisdom, but then there's a lot of stuff that's just gray in between, and it's okay for us to adhere to that. But he's really putting everything either in this camp or this camp, correct? Yes, he's putting wisdom in two camps. It's either good, godly, from heaven, or it is evil, ungodly, from the devil. There's only two kinds. People want to make a third category, but the Bible doesn't have a third category. And that third category is actually a very big category for them because they want to put everything there and have relativism and universalism win the day. They want everything to be relativistic, situational ethics, they want everything to be universalistic. That is, we're all going to get to heaven. We all do the best we can. And then all of that, it subverts and contradicts the cross of Christ. Christ is not the only way. His death and resurrection are not the only way for us to be forgiven of sins. There are many ways. So don't take everything so seriously. Don't put things in just two categories. But the Bible only knows of two categories. Whenever the Bible speaks, doesn't it speak of light and darkness? Yes. It, when it speaks, doesn't it speak of God and Satan? Doesn't it speak of sheeps and, the sheep and the goats? Doesn't it speak like this everywhere? Okay. Then if there is no middle category, why are we inventing one? It's worldly. It's worldly. Yes, yeah. earthly, natural, demonic. That's, that's right. And then there are other implications or other passages which have an implication on this question. For example, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. It teaches us that all Scripture is inspired or breathed out by God, profitable for teaching, corre reproof, correction, training, and righteousness. To what extent? That the man of God may be adequate. Not partially. He doesn't mean it in a partial sense. He says, adequate, equipped for every good work. Whatever the Bible touches... It is true on that subject. Psalm 119, 128. Therefore, I esteem right all your precepts concerning everything. I hate every false way. Psalm 119, 128. God's precepts are right concerning everything. Therefore, he hates every false way. The Bible does touch on all that we need to know about spiritual, religious, moral, ethical matters, matters of salvation, of life and death. It tells us about it all, and that's all we need. And when it does touch on those subjects, it's right on everything it touches. It's not wrong on anything. It's either right or wrong. Then, uh, in a follow-up, how would you then, could you make a distinction or... You know, on some topics or areas like uh, a car mechanic, this type of knowledge or wisdom that he has for dealing with that, it's not taught necessarily, the Bible's not teaching mechanics in that way. Uh, 
So a topic like that, a subject like that, that's beneficial and useful versus something like psychology or anthropology taught like modernly in the universities, which is contradicting topics that the Bible addresses. How would you distinguish and categorize those things? Does that make sense? Yes. A car mechanic fixes cars to make sure the car rides on the road. Correct? He fixes that. But the psychologist, the psychiatrist, the anthropologist, even the pastor, these other professions are dealing with matters of the soul. Even the word psychology comes from the Greek word meaning the study of the mind or study of the soul. And so when they are giving remedies for issues that the Bible solves, they are contradicting the Bible. That's where the problem is. They, can, they are professions that give some semblance, some superficial adherence to the Bible, such as psychology, Christian psychology, which is a label, it's a formal label, biblical counseling, biblical. These are standard technical terms in these professions. They'll call themselves by these names, and Christians will say, you can be a Christian and a psychologist. And then others will say, no, 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 you can't be a Christian and a psychologist, but you can be a Christian and a Christian psychologist. <laughs> and then the others will say, no, no, you cannot be a Christian psychologist. That's also all bosh and hogwash. Then they'll say, but you can be a biblical counselor. They'll say that, a biblical counselor. Now, these words... In and of themselves, there's nothing wrong with the words, but it's the context in which these words are used. What's wrong with being a Christian? There's nothing wrong with being a Christian. So what does Christian psychology mean? Or what's wrong with saying biblical counseling? You're counseling, and that's right. So what's wrong with saying biblical? Well, there's nothing wrong with biblical and counseling, but it's what they mean by it. And often in, the, in biblical counseling, they don't use the Bible and they don't counsel against sin. Though they have a good name for their movement and their uh, courses, professors, biblical counseling professor, they teach that as a label, but they're not teaching it the way the Bible intends for it to be taught and practiced in local churches. I have had experiences with a handful of churches or pastors who claim to be biblical counselors and even trained under a biblical counseling curriculum with a certificate, and even one in the state of Oklahoma said, I'm only one of seven uh, certified biblical counselors in the state of Oklahoma, he, he told me. But he never used the Bible. Even when he preached, he would use it a little bit and then ditch it for his illustrations. And so that's not biblical counseling. He was not counseling from the pulpit with the Bible, and he was not counseling people in person from the Bible. I knew because for a short time I was attending that church, and I knew the way the people were. They were not learning the Bible and using the Bible for their daily decisions and distresses and problems. Whatever was happening, they were not consulting the Bible. The pastor wasn't teaching them, even though he said he was a biblical counselor.